This is the Home Health Revealed podcast. Hear stories from real industry leaders discussing topics affecting the ever-changing home health industry. Welcome to Home Health Revealed podcast. I am your host, Mike Greenlee, and like always, I have my co-host here, Hannah Vale. Hannah, how are you? Hi, I am doing well, Mike. How are you? I'm good. I noticed uh, when I came over here, you didn't have any goodies outside for the uh, delivery people. Oh, but you do. Your house, my kids like to run over with me if I have to drop anything off because you have goodies right outside your door. It like welcomes them. I know I need to take a page out of your book. I like when people do that. I think it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. You need to do that. I used to make fun of Whitney for doing this, but every day the the food and drinks are gone every day. Really? Yeah. They take them. I, I mean, they deserve them. They're out doing a lot in this Christmas holiday season, getting ready, dropping off the things. Are you done with your Christmas shopping? Yes, we are. You want to know how many gifts I bought? How many? Zero. Seriously? That's how I roll. Man, Whitney deserves some credit. She does a lot, doesn't she? She does a lot. She's a saint. Now, you know we got a good show today. I know it. I'm really, I have to say it every time. I'm really excited about it. Yeah, we're going to talk a little (laughs) OACC. We actually, we put this one in here because of how important this one is. Yes. Yes. This is. We're doing two this month. Yes, we are. That's crazy. That's like overtime. Bonus. 2022, this is your bonus. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Well, hey, this podcast is brought to you by Health Rep Partners. Grow your agency and expand your mission with High Power Revenue Cycle Partner. Powered by Velocity, the most advanced coding and billing software in the market for transparency, analytics, and clinical intelligence. Yeah, and I just want to plug our Velocity video. If you haven't seen it and actually experienced what Velocity can do, need to head to our website and check it out. It is a very good video. Yeah. I like it. Me too. Okay. So I am super excited to introduce our guest today. Our speaker, our guest on this podcast is Jeannie Coy, and she is a clinical concierge at Team Select Home Care. And I'll let you go into Team Select in a second. I want to talk about Jeannie here, but her role really is to make sure that field clinicians have the support and someone to go to about their concerns, needs, questions. So She plays a very vital role there. She has also been a physical therapist for about 30 years. She's worked in the outpatient setting, acute care hospital, skilled nursing facilities, and home health for the last 23 years of that career. Uh, She has been a home health field clinician, a therapy director, and now a clinical concierge um, during her eight years here that she's been at Team Select. She is OASIS certified. And she is also a certified wound treatment associate. She lives in Littleton, Colorado. She has two daughters who are both out of state in grad school. So she's got a busy life and does a lot of cool things. Welcome to the show, Jeannie. Thank you, Hannah. Yeah, Jeannie. So uh, we're talking about Christmas here. Do you do you put out uh, little food for the delivery people? And if I did, my dogs would eat it. So no, I do not. Yeah, it's become my responsibility. That's why I'm bringing it up is that it was her <laughs> idea, but now it's my responsibility to fill this thing up. And so I fill it up with cookies, chips, tea. Red, you have like pop and stuff in there. Red Bull. Oh, it's Red Bull? Yeah, well, because I mean. Oh, wow, wow. I mean, they're working some long hours this time. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's a legit That's goodie That's a great basket. idea. Yeah. They yeah. probably love dropping stuff off at your house. We'll give a little credit to the wife for that. Yeah. Well, a little bit about Team Select. Now, I've been in business for over 14 years, serve 11 states uh, with 36 uh, locations, offer many services within the post-acute care space. Now, Jeannie, you've seen a lot of changes over, over yeah. time with home health, right? And so mm-hmm. uh, we thought we would just hammer you with questions. 
uh, because <laughs> it, it's such a it's such a big change, right? And and a lot of people are nervous about it. Agencies are starting to prepare for it, and um, you know we've done quite a few webinars to make sure that hey, here are the things that you got to get get in order. But there's nothing better than talking to an agency, especially one like yours. That's just well ran and managed and you got such great services. So we wanted to sit down with you and, and, and ask some really good questions for the listeners to, to get some feedback, um, you know, from what you guys are doing. So tell me a little bit about what are the, some of the impacts that you guys are expecting at an agency level with some of these upcoming Oasis changes? Yeah, that's a great question, Michael. Um, you know, like any other Oasis change, we're expecting a learning curve. Um, I think we're probably going to spend the first quarter of 2023 just educating, making, you know, providing information to the field staff, um, seeing if they're having problems. That's where my role will come in as a support person. The ultimate outcome is going to be a better assessment of the patient. Um, I really like the track that CMS is on here because they're looking at the social determinants of health much more than they ever have in the past. And I think that is, is really, really needed in the world of home health care. So ultimately, we were expecting it to be a good thing um, in, the, in the delivery of care, quality of care, and hopefully outcomes down the road. So you mentioned trainings. What kind of trainings have you already provided to your clinicians or, or other staff? Are you doing things differently? Is everybody kind of grouped? Are you stratifying those? Great question again. HealthRev has been very, very um, instrumental in the training that we provided to our team. Uh, having attended the OASIS e-certification, I was prepared to come out with individual trainings. And uh, once we listened to the HealthRev recordings, we decided that you guys did a really, really professional and excellent job. So that was our initial field staff training. There are three separate modules, takes about three hours that they all, um, that we have a required, required training session for them. Um, I got onto case conference and let the field staff know about the changes that were coming and the deadline to be able to watch that training or listen to that training. And our, our in-staff office, we've had a few meetings. Um, we've certainly met with higher level management, the area directors and the directors of nursing to see if they have any concerns or problems. And we've also gotten cue cards. I know CMS has, has recommended that we have cue cards to be able to show to our patients, to be able to make sure that they are understanding what the questions are that are being asked. But that's about it for the rollout so far. And then we'll spend quarter one kind of just collecting data back from our field staff, from our office staff, from our directors of nursing to see what we need to change or tweak. Wow. I, I feel very honored that you're using our training. Like I have to <laughs> shout out to our director or sorry, our VP of education. She has done a tremendous job putting together all of these things, Anna Powers. Uh, so little plug for her, but I am like super proud. I'm bursting with pride over here that you're using our training. So thank you. And we didn't pay her to say that. Just that was no. not even in the show notes. And and I have to tell you, honestly, I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. I was like, well, it might be good coming from an outside provider rather than internally. So our field staff know that it wasn't us coming up with these ideas, but instead something that was a CMS mandate. And, and no matter which agency you work for, as long as you're treating Medicare patients, those same questions will be on there with the same guidance. But um, when I sat down and listened to those three podcasts or three, uh, sorry, three, um, there's webinars or just recorded webinars. webinars. Yes. Yes. Thank you. The three recorded webinars, uh, I was super, super impressed. 
You know, Jeannie, let's talk a little bit about productivity because, you know, um, it, this is new, right? And there's, there's some added questions to it. Um, will you guys be changing any type of expectation weekly, monthly in terms of productivity for your clinicians or scheduling uh, visits differently? We are, we are always open to gather data. I have a feeling there's going to be a learning curve. Um, the good news is, is that at Team Select, we have a lot of full-time staff. So they're full-time salaried clinicians. So if there's a, sh a short downtime um, in the amount of time that it takes them to gather and document this data, it won't affect their paycheck. It might take them a little bit longer to document, and they might be able to see a, a patient less each day. I'm, you know, I'm just guessing. But my hope is, is that once they get efficient at it, that the documentation time or the actual time in home won't dramatically change. That said, we have the ability to pull all of those analytics out of our EMR. So we will go back and look at that to see maybe by the second quarter, if it is taking longer for them to either document or in home time. And we're always, always open to revisit that. But the, on the OASIS visits, we have a pretty high point value that we allow the assessing clinicians already. We did that when OASIS B came out. And that was so they could slow down, perform and document a solid comprehensive assessment. And the other good thing is that Team Select has always looked at social determinants of health. Um, we've always asked our field staff to do a depression screen, and the PHQ-2 has been our screen of choice. So while that's been added in, it's not something new for our field staff. We've also had a health literacy screen, a cognitive screen, and, of course, a complete medication reconciliation. Um, we have always asked our patient if they have difficulty with transportation or if there's a language barrier. And we've asked, asked social isolation screening questions as well. So while these questions are new to the OASIS, they're really not new to doing a comprehensive assessment of the patient. And most of our field staff are used to doing those already. But again, after the first quarter, we will go back and look to see if there's been more time required to be able to be in home or to document but we're anticipating our field staff will pick it up pretty quickly. Yeah, we did the same thing with Velocity. So we've already built out the Oasis-E template. Um, and then, mm -hmm. of course, they're already starting to view that because, you know, same thing that you guys will be experiencing a little different level, right? You guys are out in the field. We're, we're back behind the scenes. But, you know, we're measuring and monitoring that as well to see, okay, what's the time it takes now to do an Oasis? And depending on, you know, the, that level of Oasis. And then what does Oasis-E do to that? And is it, does it extend that time? Um, mm -hmm. so it'll be interesting. I think the first quarter will be very interesting. Um, I think, uh, one of the things I'd always want to encourage everybody is that if you are outsourcing or, you know, even with your own clinician staff to be patient through that, cause it is, it is a big change. Yeah. And, and allow a little bit of a grace period for not just documentation completion, but also documentation review, whether that's internally or externally, uh, just to allow people to really get a thorough look, not feel rushed, um, think through things adequately, these different assessments and just an overall picture. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, certainly the, some of the questions about cognition or delirium, those are, those are going to be new to our field staff and there will definitely be a learning curve. But initially, if I understand you correctly, you're not necessarily just giving a blanket additional time frame. You're going to see how it takes, how long it takes, assess the data and then kind of read it. You got it. Adjust. Okay. Okay. So as far as those benchmarks that you're using to analyze effectiveness or for any deficiencies in those new data formats, what are the benchmarks that you're going to be 
using or looking for? That is a really, really great question. Um, we do we we use Ship as our um, as our data collection. So there's a field clinician scorecard that we get back from Ship that we'll be utilizing. Um, certainly, feedback from Health Rev. There's a whole bunch of reports that Health Rev provides to Team Select for us to be able to look at outcomes and oasis corrections that the, that are being made. Um, certainly, feedback from clinicians. Uh, we'll ask that every week in case conference. Um, also, internal audits. We have an internal auditing team who will be looking at the actual OASIS events to be able to make sure that clinicians are answering the questions correctly and know who needs additional training. Um, and then my role as the clinical concierge, again, as an OASIS certified physical therapist who's been a field clinician and a therapy director, I will certainly be a resource. If we have any clinicians who are struggling in my role, I can meet them for breakfast, lunch, dinner, <laughs> in-office meeting, teams meeting, anything we need to do to be able to support them in the field. You know, on top of OACC, they've got, you know, value-based purchasing coming out. And I know Arizona, you guys have been a testing site for that for some time now. Tell me a little bit about, or talk to me about, you know, what kind of conversations you have with your staff with, you know, the surveys and value-based purchasing and how all that's going to play into this as well. Yeah. Again, like you just said, value-based purchasing has been a pilot in Arizona for quite a while. So it's nothing new to team select. Um, it is the same, you know, we, we are hoping that a, our clinicians are scoring the Oasis correctly at the start of care and then B they're focusing on those areas to be able to make improvements. Um, and the five-star outcomes are very similar to the value-based purchasing outcomes. So, so it's been a big focus of Team Select for years now. So we don't anticipate any big change in the, in the training or monitoring for value-based purchasing um, than what we've already been doing. But as far as the surveys go, those are very important. Um, in my opinion, it's the most important metric there is. When, when CMS created that survey, they had some very specific goals in mind. Um, they were... If you, you know, when, when I provide education on the survey to all new field staff and each question is there for a reason. <laughs> um, when they ask if, if we looked at the opening clinician, looked at their medications and um, over the counter and prescription meds, they're making sure that we're doing a good med reconciliation. Um, they, when they ask if we communicated well or we listened carefully or we explained things in a way that was easy to understand, again, that's health literacy. So, so Oasis E ties back to this survey and it's a nice big, like pull it all together and tie it up in a bow. Um, there are, when I look at Oasis E, I have a feeling there are going to be some questions that the patients don't understand why we're asking. And I do worry a bit that that may cause them to be dissatisfied because there, there are some interesting questions that are on there. And, and again, not to, <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't told to say this, but when Health Rev provided that education, they, it was a really great suggestion to make sure that we explain to our patients that this is something that every single patient is asked. Because um, again, some of the questions could be, could be considered to be personal or probing and that it's to help make sure that we're providing the best care that we can to our patients. Um, and like I said before, I feel like the OASIS items are ensuring that we are listening carefully to the patients, that we are explaining things in a way for them that's easy to understand. When they get to that pain question on the survey, I'm hopeful that the patients will be able to answer yes because of the three new pain questions that are on the OASIS E. 
Um, so I feel like the Oasis E will actually help us get better outcomes um, when it comes to surveys. Yeah, that's a great way to put it, that it just is this culminating um, big picture. So yeah. I, what I know is that Team Select has kind of been gearing this way for a while now. So I've got one that we, that we, uh, I think, I think is really probably the, the premises of, you know, what we're all trying to do running a company is building a great culture. Yeah. So with change, you know, nobody likes to have their cheese moved, right? Isn't there a book like that? Nope. Yeah. Don't move my don't cheese. Move my cheese. <laughs> yeah. So don't, don't move. We're moving some cheese here, right? Um, <laughs> yep. How, how do you protect the morale of the clinicians within the agency on such a big change? That is a really great question. Um, and I would say part of that would be the, the, um, my role. Again, we have, uh, I have a counterpart in Arizona. So our two states where we have our Medicare division is Colorado and Arizona. And that is my entire job is to have a pulse on the field staff and know how it is that they're dealing with any changes that are coming, any requirements that are coming, any documentation burdens, um, or any frustrations or, or problems with morale. So, um, it is, I spend all day meeting people for, like I said, coffee, breakfast, lunch, dinner to make sure everything is, is going well with them. Um, for an agency that doesn't have someone in my role, I would say that um, case conference is a great opportunity to get a feel for how the field staff is doing. At Team Select, we do have an anonymous survey that goes out to all of our field staff so we can find out anonymously how they're feeling. Um, culture is such an important part. And in the home health world, it's a little bit hard because people are out in their in their own cars, <laughs> out treating patients on their own. So we often have get-togethers. We have office get-togethers frequently and team-building events in the office to try to make sure that people are, are part of our culture, part of our family. Yeah, you know, when I came, I visited your Arizona office. I'll tell you what, you guys do have a great culture there. Beautiful office, too, by the way. Um, yeah, and, it's fantastic. And I brought some really good cookies. I don't remember what they're called but they're really good. <laughs> Do you remember what that cookie place was called? I know. I can see it in my mind. It's nice and clean in there. You picked the cookies. I even, I got some for myself because I went after you did and picked up the same cookies. Yeah, what are those? I don't know, but they're so good. Gosh. Yeah, you should. Buy we them. don't have them here. No, we don't. We don't have anything cool like that. We have no. A, we have Bass Pro. But <laughs> that is awesome. Come on now. Got my Christmas picture <laughs> by the Christmas tree at Bass Pro. Had to do it. Well, Gina, last question here. Um, and thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to to meet with us and to share some information. Um, just lastly here, as you as this change happens, what type of ongoing support and resources are, are you guys going to have available or provide to your clinicians? It's crumble cookies. Sorry, yeah. I had to look it up. Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> what kind? Oh, crumble. Oh, those are good. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, carry on. Oasis <laughs> you back to reality. Uh, we'll come to Colorado, I promise. <laughs> And they deliver, just so you know. Oh, they, uh, we, we have had a few field clinicians who are having a bad day that I've delivered crumble cookies to their house. Yeah, that'll change your attitude real fast. Yep. <laughs> um, we have a team of leaders who have all been trained in the upcoming changes. We have clinical supervisors who are nurses um, that work in the office, and they're available 24-7 to help our field staff. So that's obviously helpful to the clinicians who are working on weekends. Um, I am OASIS certified and I'm available to help any clinicians in Colorado. And again, I have a counterpart in Arizona. And we also have the ability to remote onto their tablets to help navigate within a visit. 
And that's a pretty unique thing because uh, it's frustrating for a field clinician if they're stuck and they're not quite sure how to how to move forward in the visit. I, I can remote onto their tablet and help them do that. Um, so it's just just a, a team of leaders who are and support staff who are ready to help if anything arises. It's so important that you guys have built that culture. I love that. Well, um, you know, I just thank you so much for being willing to come on here and talk to us about the changes that you guys are implementing and really just give some guidance and maybe some reassurance that things are going to be okay. We're going to analyze and adapt and um, really the ultimate goal, and I love that you said this, is to get that best picture of the patient, provide the best care. So, yeah. yeah. Well, Jenny, tell everybody over there we said hi. Uh, and again, have a great and Merry Christmas. Yes. All right. All right. You Thank too. You. Take All care. Right. Bye-bye.